Stuff on Sports Cover 2 Podcast, Week 2 Preview Edition. Short turnaround this week, of course, uh, with uh, the holiday weekend. But we are into Week 2 and no shortage of good action. Uh, I think the underbelly, the middle of this week's action, is actually quite intriguing. Mitch Light, Braden Gall, you can follow him on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch. Rate, review, subscribe. We do read every email, so we got a couple of emails, and we've read those, and we'll take those into consideration. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Braden Gall, uh, as, uh, as, as is the case. So... Uh, week two preview, we'll get into our playoff stuff. We've got picks against the spread. Uh, we've got our sort of miscellaneouses, the, the preview potpourri. Um, the moment is in full effect this weekend. The moment, however, went 0-2 last weekend. At what point does the moment, like if the moment's 1-7, do we take the moment out back and shoot it? No. As long as the moment is still better than your picks against the spread record, it will remain on the podcast. However, but my picks I'm, against the spread were good last year, and you continue to trumpet the moment. I'm forced. I've forced the moment, though. Like, really, the moment happens like two or three times a year. I'm forcing the moment onto the preview podcast each week I'm because of forward, my love. Forward to the moment in which you stop the moment segment. <laughs> that will be a moment. That's a very popular sentiment uh, yeah. <laughs> on your part there. Um, so, a lot of interesting games. I'm, I'm going to start. Be, be, I'm going to start today. And this is a new segment on the show. Do I but, know about it? No, you don't. But it, but you'll know about it when I when it happens because it's only it's only probably for another week or two. Okay. Um, but but before we get into the biggest games that have the biggest impact on the playoff, our favorite games in each conference, all the stuff, the individual matchups that we're going to do, all this stuff. There is a category as I was going through all the games this weekend. There's a category amongst ranked teams, and you'll 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 understand this right away as soon as I list. I hope these, so. These are games that I as don't, I say in the business, land the plane. Games that I'm not sure we need to discuss. Arkansas State versus Alabama. Rutgers versus Ohio State. Which is a, one of the few conference games this season. Alabama this State versus Auburn. New Mexico versus Wisconsin. Does that belong on this list? Ball State versus Notre Dame. North Dakota versus Washington. William & Mary versus Virginia Tech. Youngstown State versus West Virginia. You're seeing a trend here. Southeastern Louisiana. So a lot of ranked teams playing against LSU. Inferior Savannah State foes. versus Miami. Portland State versus Oregon. UConn versus Boise State. And Samford versus Florida State. Is there one of those games that you feel the need that we need to discuss? Because they are all very important teams that aren't really playing. I mean, Rutgers is technically a conference game, but I don't know if you've checked the point spread on that. But Yeah, but... Uh, let me get my quick stat on that one. Rutgers has scored. Well, I don't have to look it up. Rutgers has scored seven points in the last three games against Ohio State. Good God! Shut out the last two. Scored seven points. I think the first time they played when Rutgers joined the Big Ten it was seventeen. There are a couple on there that like. Yeah, okay, then then let's. I mean, you went through them so quickly that we're you know. I mean, Arkansas State's not a terrible. No, I mean they're a decent program, but are they going to challenge? I mean, is there anything to discuss? By the way, this is, I, I looked this up. Notre Dame, it's only the – Ball State's only the second MAC team Notre Dame has played in, like, the last eight years. How many times does Notre Dame play a team in its own state? Probably I can't not remember the last time they played Indiana. They used to play Purdue but quite other frequently. Than, other than that. Yeah. But just Notre Dame doesn't play – IUPUI. They play, they play or, a lot of Power 5 teams. They play the right, military right. academies in a lot of Power 5 teams. So they don't play – they played Miami last year, and they play Ball State uh, – so that's two Saturday. really good nuggets on all those games that mean nothing. Basically, Youngstown I, again, I'm State not trying to disrespect these teams. At West but. Virginia, Youngstown State lost at home to Butler, a non-scholarship FCS school. So not Bolini, basketball, right? No, 
They did not play basketball. They played football. So, uh, yeah, a lot of blowouts there. Miami, Savannah State lost to UAB 59 nothing. I think. So I think Miami will get off the schneid. See, you're giving actual analysis. I like this. Yeah. This is my not going to be challenged worth discussing list. And I didn't uh, – You get see, as usual, you impress, Mitch Light. I try to impress. I've got nuggets on is almost there anything, every game. Is there anything else that we need to discuss out of this group? Uh, With New Mexico, Wisconsin, is there any conversation there? No. I don't think so. I mean, New Mexico won big against an FCS team, so I, I don't think we know much about them. Not very good. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think we cover. Who's Auburn playing? Auburn has Alabama State. State. So not good. Yeah. Not the, yeah good. Week two is not. You know, when I don't blame teams when they play a big week one game to kind of course stepping back yes, like no Miami, like Auburn. Yeah. So I, I got no problem with that at all. So. Um, all right, so I just wanted to get those out of the way because I think there's a lot of really high-quality teams in there, Wisconsin, Auburn, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, Washington. These are national championship caliber teams that we're not going to talk much about this week on the podcast because, frankly, they should win 42 Is Washington zero. playing Portland State? Or is it no Washington is North Dakota. Yeah, Oregon's playing Portland State. Uh, and Oregon's playing Portland State. Who gave up 70 to Nevada last week. Right. So I, I love Justin Herbert. Play him in your fantasy league. But, like, be careful. He might be out by the first quarter. So Did you see uh, one snide uh, comment from, who is it? I should know his name. Uh, the Kind of the preeminent columnist, talk radio host in Portland, Dan uh, Costanzo, whatever. Costanzo? Yeah, Costanza? you know what I'm talking about? I think I know you Yeah, about. he's good. I've listened to some of his shows, actually, when he said good guests. Well, he'll tweet out a link. He wrote a column and basically was like, cut Willie Taggart some slack. He didn't have Justin Herbert. You know, I think because that was the big org. Well, when he's hurt, we, you know. Well, does Justin we, we, Herbert tell him to stop and check the replay tape? Yeah, when he was healthy. <laughs> By the way, he did not score. The guy's, the guy's shin was down on that play. Possible. The point is, is it could have been looked at. Yeah, it could have been looked at. But I, 90% of the Herbie Twitter, was very much. I know. But scored, I, scored, I was, scored. in fact, my son Gabe was like. His knee, his what shin is down. If they had ruled it a touchdown, it would not have been overturned. Though. But they didn't. So, I, so right. there's a chance. I mean, they never came out and said that. There's a chance that replay looked at it real quick and said, "No, it's yeah, shin's down." They moved pretty quickly. Yeah. Either way, Willie Taggart should have been smart enough, or DeAndre Francois should have been smart enough to stop. Right. Like I get run, wanting to run a quick play there because the defense is on his heels. It's a preview podcast. We're on to Cincinnati, but you can. Step back, pause for 10 seconds, and let them... And let your station identification. Yes. (laughs) There you go. Uh, All right. So, got those out of the way. Again, no disrespect to all those teams that are heavily favored. No disrespect to the teams that are going to get trounced. We just... There's just not... There's time. We got to talk about other stuff. And I've... I've, There are three games this week that I think have playoff implications. Are you on board with that? I had to force it because it's... it's, They're games like... Are you saying Ohio State Rutgers has playoff implications no. because of Ohio? so that's not your you, no. you think it's two teams divisional championship race implications and or playoff resume implications? Okay, I mean I Clemson at Texas A and M because it's one of the few games where Clemson's going to break a sweat. So I, that that is playoff implications 100%, to me. One hundred percent. Like if they were to lose on the road to Texas A and M, which is not they're only what like a eleven point favorite or whatever. It's not overly crazy that they were to lose that game. I'm not predict- predicting it. But if Kellen Mond does some crazy stuff and his athletic ability ne- negates the defensive line, which we'll get to in a minute, all of a sudden A&M wins, that has a huge impact on the playoff. And then we start looking at Texas A&M differently. Right. So okay, I, what, that's, that's the only one I put down because I, I was having trouble. So you, you Georgia at South Carolina. Sa- Clems- same rationale. Clemson at Texas A&M. Yeah. Well, and, and South Carolina, frankly, people think that's – I don't, but people think people that South do. Carolina can win the division. And if you think you can win the division, then you are a contender sure. to get into the playoff. USC at Stanford. So, and Stanford is a top-10 team at this point, almost. I think they're fringe. They might be number 10, actually, in the AP poll. Um, I do not think as highly of them. But 
Uh, KJ Costello had a great start. So those three games to me are the big three. Now, I love – those are good games, and I'm fascinated by those games. I'm going to watch those games. South Carolina, Georgia at 330, uh, Clemson A&M at 7, and USC Stanford at 830, so some staggered yes, there, which is nice. Which is good. But really the, the middle of this, this week has some really underrated rivalry games, some really juicy matchups, uh, conference v. conference, some non-conference play stuff. That's really fascinating, and then a, a, a three-decade-long losing streak that's trying to be broken. So, a lot of I think the underbelly of this week is is this is what makes college football cool to me is that when you don't feel like there's a lot there on the bone, meat on the bone, you're going to get some crazy drama and you're going to get some fun. And that's, when you have 70, so, 80 games, it's right, hard not to have some, right. some really intriguing. But I think results. especially when in in-state rivals get together, which we have in a couple of different locations, and con- cross-conference rivals get together, a couple of a couple of those. Um, so let's start with Georgia at South Carolina. Uh, this is the one to me, and if we're talking individual matchups, to me, I, where, which line of scrimmage? So are we talking individual matchups? Or are we talking just? Well, games? it's hard to all my individual matchups later tie back into the big games. Okay. Um, for the most part, and and it's about playmakers on defense for South Carolina because if you believe in the moment, Williams Bryce Stadium will be spectacular on Saturday. It will be raucous. It will be crazy. It will be loud. They've got weapons on offense. Do they have horses on defense to stop the Georgia offensive line, what appears to be just as good of a backfield as it was last year, which is crazy, and Jake Fromm, and maybe Justin Fields? Do they have the horses on defense? That's my question about South Carolina, particularly in the front seven. I don't think so. I think South Carolina will score. I think Georgia's defense is still probably unsettled. I like love the weapons. Debo Samuel last year was one of the most, you know six touchdowns three different ways in the first two plus games or three plus games before he got hurt. Rico Dowdell, Dowdell or Dowdell's back at, at running back. Um, Brian Edwards. I mean, they go their their receiving core is deep, and Jake Bentley obviously a three year starter. I think they will score points. I just love Georgia offensively as much or more than last year, even because your quarterback's a year older and you've got the change of pace, Justin Fields. You know, the weapons on the perimeter are great. Isaac Nadas, you know. Caught himself a touchdown. Could be week. utilized even more this year. They, they got a th- He had 12 catches last year. They yeah. got to throw him the ball. Yeah, a little underutilized last he's year. Really t- he's going to be in the NFL, no yeah. question. Um, so I, I don't see South Carolina, which I think at best is going to be a middle-of-the-pack SEC defense, slowing them down enough. I, I like Georgia. I, I've always I've always sort of liked Georgia big, but but when these two teams are ranked, South Carolina has been very good in this series. And they're both ranked now, and I, I think different coaching staffs. It's a, I mean, I know programs have right, DNA you, and all that, but when you go back to Rick versus Spurrier, it was always strange, right? Seventeen, fifteen, something yeah. strange, or eighteen, sixteen, you know, nine to eleven, like something crazy was always weird. And then Georgia would probably, you know, South Carolina would figure out some way to win by kicking a field goal, or Georgia, like it was always just a weird game. And I think it it, it has that vibe again of being another weird game. It might be higher scoring. Than that, it, I you think know, it will be twenty-seven, twenty-four, or thirty-one, twenty-eight. I could see it being weird and close and fluky again. But then there's this other part of me that just says Georgia is better at every position, minus because here's the thing about and again individual matchups. If you are going, if South Carolina is going to beat you and take advantage of you, they're going to have to do it with Debo Samuel, Jake Bentley, Brian Edwards. They're going to have to take advantage of you with those weapons. Well, Georgia has a cover corner who can lock down Debo Samuel. They've got the best safety in the SEC in Reed. Like, they've got the matchups. And that's where I like Georgia is I just don't think South Carolina has the horses on defense to stop Georgia, whereas Georgia's strengths match up with South Carolina's strengths. Can I counter the moment with the, like, I don't know what to call this, like the swagger? Like Georgia just unbelievable inter- confidence. Yeah, they're, they're entering the moment. They're like, our dudes are better than your dudes. 
great environment. We applaud this, but we're going to go out and beat you because we're better. I, I think that Georgia plays the whole season like that. I, I The fact that Kirby Smart got questions about complacency at SEC Media Days was beyond comprehension because they lost the national championship right. game. Like, if you don't need any more motivation, just look at Clemson when they lost to Alabama. They came back the next year, you know, pissed off for greatness. So I think Georgia has that swag all year. I like Georgia big. So do I. But I, I am fascinated because the whole country has been fascinated with South Carolina all summer. So uh, Clemson at Texas A&M. I, I've seen some write-ups about how Trevor Lawrence is going to play, and I'm going – but, but, play, most, not but mostly by pundits, and I'm not, but not by anybody breaking news or inside the program. It's just, oh, Trevor Lawrence got snaps last week. I expect him to play this week, and I'm going. I I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence, barring a blowout, doesn't play at all. I bet he plays. I, okay, you think he's get, so? What's the point of getting? Is it to get him some reps in live fire sure. against? Yeah. The, or is it like change of pace? Uh, you know, Kelly Bryant was pretty good. Last I know. Week. I, I know he was. Just want to see. I mean, I guess it depends on the flow of the game. Like, if you've got a weird game and you only have three possessions in the first half, then maybe you don't do it. But if there's a high-possession game, I just – I I don't know. I just think if you've got a guy who's who's that talented, you need – you want him to get on the road 100,000 to get him prepared for ACC play. Unless you think Kelly Bryant should start every game and win you a championship. I, I just – I find that – I this is one of those where, like, are they getting it, – it's not too cute when you're beating – Slappy State, forty-five to nothing. It, it, that's not getting cute with your quarterbacks. Throwing Lawrence out there in the middle of a really good, big, important game to get him some reps because maybe he might be better suited to win a championship in twenty nineteen feels like getting cute with your quarterbacks. But what if you're getting ready to unless, compete in this year? Like Bryant goes down. Bryant goes down with an injury in week well, three. Right now, and you, got, you, you know, you, you can't talk about the injury thing. You have to say, is the plan to get him into the starting lineup as the starter at some point later in the year? It, basically, the question is: If you see Trevor Lawrence this weekend in non-blowout situations at A and M, is that a sign that he is closer to the starting lineup than we think? Yes, and that he's going to take that. It, there's a better chance that he takes Bryant's job based uh, as a permanent switch, even though it's Bryant's senior season. I would think so, but okay. you know, I think Debo's also very Dabo. We're talking Debo. We've got Debo and Dabo in the South, same state. Yeah, same state. I think Dabo mustard-based barbecue will do that to anybody. I think he's just very comfortable in his own skin and isn't – I wouldn't say isn't immune to, like, questions and criticism, but, like – You're saying he, he wouldn't snap on a reporter post game? Yeah, he doesn't care what – like, he's like, I got this program. Everyone loves me. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to do this, that's fine. You know, like, he – not that coaches should make decisions based on no, what no, media I know what and fans mean. think, but I think he just he, – he's going to do what he wants no, to he's, do. No, he's sort of impervious to, like – criticism for some for for obvious reasons he's been so good um I, I think the one difference in this game getting back to the game itself because i do find the quarterback situation for clemson to be fascinating uh that here's the thing about clemson clemson is not a, a, like they're not georgia or alabama when it comes to offense meaning their skill doesn't wow you like well no teams. no i just mean they are not trying to physically dominate you and impose their will on you right like that's not what they do on they do that on defense but on offense it's a little bit more flash. It's a little bit more speed. It's a little bit like they, they've got a lot of weapons. They like getting the ball out in space. They, they are not this sort of run down your throat, impose their will on you type of team, which I think actually helps A&M in this situation. Because if A&M was playing, I, I don't know, like an Ohio State or somebody that's just physical at the point of attack that wants to pound you into submission, I think a team that is quote-unquote soft and trying to transition into toughness, right, which is what Jimbo Fisher's thing has been, 
then I think the matchup with Clemson, it might it's it, it it might actually give you a little glimmer of hope there if you're an Aggie fan. So that that I think is interesting. Secondly, Kellen Mond could just be like for them to win. I think Kellen Mond just has to be a special athlete out in space. He, he's not going to win this game in the pocket, and they're not going to win this game running Travion Williams right at that defensive line. But if Kellen Mond is the athlete that we think he is, and he's out and about, and he's running around, and he's improvising, and he's making plays, that to me is where Texas A&M could win the game and pull the cra- – and it would be a crazy upset in my opinion. I think the recipe is kind of what you said, Kellen Mond making plays on the perimeter and then having a couple like Will Ferrell old-school moments in the pocket where he just blacks <laughs> out. You know the debate where he just blacks out and like he just blacks James, out. James Carville is very <laughs> impressed. And, and makes just the throw of his life two or three times to make a right, big play right. on third down. Like I think they, they need – they need something supernatural from him throwing the ball in, in addition to some great, you know, to him doing his thing. Or, and, I, and, a combi- and then you throw in, hey, maybe Trevor Lawrence is in there for a couple of series and makes some mistakes because he's a true freshman on the road. Maybe they get cute with the quarterback situation. Is this a moment in, in college it, it, station? Clearly. They're both moments. When you oh. play Alabama every year, do you have oh, a moment? Oh, Does Jimbo two. Fisher have a moment? If he's you are A&M and you've never won anything, yes. You can okay. have a moment. If you're if you're South Carolina and you, you know, for 60 years were irrelevant to college football, you can have moments. Okay. Against a, against a team that has won a national championship and played in the national title game in the last two years or whatever. So I, I gotcha. think I think you can have the moment. Okay. Full effect. Fair at, enough. Moment has to happen at home. Can't have a moment on the road. <laughs> moment has to happen at home. Cannot have a moment at a neutral have, site. Have to, ha- have to be an underdog. Have to have a big-time opponent, you know, coming in. They both apply. Williams, Bryce, and Kyle Field. They both apply. I'd like to see Williams. I'd like to see Kyle Field full, though. Wasn't full last week. Very interesting. I think it'll be full this week. I am, I'm, I am guessing as well. I'm taking George on the road. I'm taking Clemson on the road. I know that's boring, yeah, boring but too. I'm taking both yes. of them. All right, USC Stanford. Last year, 300 yards rushing, 300 yards passing for USC in this matchup. Which is just erotic. It is, especially against a, 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 um, a Stanford defense. Stanford defense. Which I, so here's what I thought was interesting. The Washington kid for Washington, San Diego State yeah. really good. They went, what I thought was interesting is they went right at Stanford. I mean, we're talking A, B gaps up the middle, and they were really good and effective early. They, they, they shut that down. Do you expect to see USC go right at this team, or do we expect to see USC use JT Daniels and spread it out and try to get out in space? Because – I'm not sure we know fully what Stanford's defense really is yet. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I I don't know. I mean, I would I would expect them with a true freshman quarterback to try to establish the run, you know, like San Diego State did. I, I mean, I think they just didn't. They couldn't keep it going. Yeah, and I don't think they had the passing attack to complement it either. Um, I, I think I think USC probably thinks it's balanced enough to just to come out and, and, and kind of do its thing. I mean, they're going to want to run the ball. Every USC team run, you know, runs the ball, especially, especially on the road, you know, a, a first conference game. So I think it's an interesting game. I mean, fascinating game saying I'm going to turn it around the other way. Bryce love, you know, what we're stat very disappointing game. USC gave up like a hundred, I have 140 yards to Lexington Thomas at UNLV, but like nine yards per carry too. Mm. I remember last year, I think it was in the opener, Wash, uh, Western Michigan ran successfully against USC. So I'm interested to see with the way they passed, with the way Stanford threw the ball last week, can they add in the running game and make, because this, you know, th- this could be a high scoring game because I think Stanford will move the ball and score some points. I, I it, it's a weird feeling to think that Stanford's going to, Put a bunch of points up on USC, but, but I, I think Stanford's offense is better than it's been in five I, years. I probably. don't think that USC has the secondary to cover 
those the, the playmakers. JJ. I, I those those guys are good, man. And Costello's the, the trigger man now. And then oh by the way, you've got the threat of Bryce Love. I I just don't I think Stanford scores a bunch of points in this game and I don't know if a true freshman quarterback like I like Stanford laying the points a lot. It's what, only a five spread? point spread. Yeah. I, I like Stanford a lot in this one. So um I, I for some reason it, it, it is what it is, but it would be a great start to a season for Stanford that would really kind of I think it would put a bigger spotlight on the big the Pac-12 North with Washington already with a loss, even though it's not in the league. Oregon maybe being a contender. We think Utah could be pretty good. I just think USC's coming back to the pack a little bit this year. Um, that's the team. It's, that, it's, it's that's a, why I picked Utah to win the South. No doubt, a big barometer game for both programs. Early season, um, but and and frankly, JT Daniels on a national stage. Uh, night it's it's, it's a Fox it's, night game. Or it's not it? Pac-12 after dark. That's the cool thing about it. Um, yeah, it's on Fox. So Gus Johnson, I'm assuming it won't be after dark. It's a, it's you know. It will eight, be dark, but it won't be. Right, you know. but 8.30 Eastern, not dark out on the West Coast. Right, yet. true. Good point. So it's it's not 10.45 where, like, Michigan State has to play at, like, 11, a, 11 p.m. Eastern time, which is crazy when they play at Arizona State. But this is a primetime game, essentially, for East Coasters. So it, I think it's good to see JT Daniels and Bryce Love and all that stuff. It's good for the good for the league. I like Stanford big. I like him to cover. So that's bad I'm picking all the favorites. That's not good. Yeah, um, I did not pick that. Um, I have not picked that game yet. You make a compelling argument for Stanford. I was very impressed with the way they bounced back because I, I, I forgot. Was that Friday night? There was other games on, and like I watched part of it, and then I turned away. It, it looked like early, early on, struggle, like, and then blew up, blew the doors off. San Diego yeah, State. it looked like kind of a rehash of what happened last year. Uh, you know, when San Diego State won, they ran they ran the ball successfully, but uh, yeah, credit Stanford's offense probably is dynamic as it's been in five six maybe since Andrew Luck. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. Uh, all right. So let's do Power Five favorites. We did this each, last week. You get uh, you get to pick one game, and I did some finagling here because it's non-conference. Okay. Because I had the five games I wanted, and I finagled them into the right category so that I get to pick them. Your, so your your games, your category. Yep. My favorite ACC game: Penn State versus Pitt uh, at home. Pittsburgh is uh, facing the team that doesn't view them as a rival, according to James Franklin. Uh, Trace McSorley, and I'll get to an individual matchup on this in just a little bit, but I, I love this game. I love that this game is being played uh, a little bit more often. I know it's, there's some some break coming up, but I, I think this is a fascinating game. Pittsburgh, uh, Kenny Pickett, who's one of my man crushes this year, had a nice start to the season. They played Albany. Who cares? Him against that defense is going to be fascinating. Two great, two two fascinating quarterbacks that like to run around and make plays in a rivalry game in the state of Pennsylvania. It's awesome. Love it. Concern you that Pitt gave up 270 yards to you know first time starter in, at App State? Yes. No, no, no you, Penn State. P- yeah, Penn State. For concern gave that up, Penn yes. State gave up. Yes, 100. percent Kenny and Kenny. What Kenny Pickett did last right. year against Miami. And Penn State's offense, like they went 200 plus rushing and passing, but they weren't great throughout. Like the, the first drive was really good, right. and when they when push came to shove late in the game, they they got accomplished what they needed to get accomplished. But they weren't. It wasn't like they just dominated App State. I can't pick Pittsburgh in this one though. Yeah. So I know I've got I've got Penn State too. My Penn State's ACC an eight, Penn State's game, an eight and a half point favorite. My ACC game to uh, little to balance yours was Duke at Northwestern. Both teams very impressive in Week One. Yeah, Northwestern though don't want to take anything away from them, but you look three turnovers for Purdue, none for Northwestern. So they won the turnover battle, which you know that's what you that's what the goal is. But sometimes you can't count. Where's on that. that game being played? Uh, Northwestern. Purdue averaged more yards per play than Northwestern. Um, Duke was really good. Army fumbled a couple times at key points, but Duke had good balance. They they ran the ball very well. I, I watched 
almost all the Duke Army game. I watched almost all the Northwestern Purdue game. Feel like I got a good grasp on these teams. I think they're pretty even. So mine mine would be just strictly a home team pick. Just to go straight Northwestern. Yeah, I think the spread's two and a half. Yeah, it's a really low low spread there. Yeah, um, both teams good, solid wins in, in like Purdue. In the first like, week. So I've had Purdue averaged six point seven yards per play. Northwestern five point one. That's a pretty big gap. Six point seven is a lot of. Yards they won on the play. road with that one point six yard per play differential. Daniel Jones, baby. Daniel no, that Jones. was Northwestern. No, I know. Okay, I'm saying Daniel You're Jones is going to do young. that this week. So, okay, yeah. Uh, all right, my Big Twelve game of the week that I'm keeping an eye on again outside of the Big Three that we talked about. Mississippi State at Kansas State. Got that one too. Um, I just this is it's a weird, strange, fun game. Yeah, like the uniforms actually go really well together. You got Bill Snyder versus Joe Moorhead. Moorhead, of course, back with Nick Fitzgerald this week. Um, it's it's bench the guy who's kind of for seven touchdowns. Yeah, right. Um, and then Kansas State. To your point on the podcast previously, the quarterback situation for Kansas State a little unsettled. So. I, I don't. I think Mississippi They're State is underwhelming. the far, Mississippi State's the far superior team. They're, here. they're favored by like seven and a half, right? I mean, it's just it feels like it should be a. Cl- I, I look at this on paper and I go, this should be a really close game, but then you kind of then you start to dive deeper and you go, well, nine and a half point favorite Mississippi State. There's a reason they're a ten point favorite on the road. Mississippi State, I think, is the far superior team. Interesting Kansas, game, but Kansas State has not fared well against SEC teams recently. A lot of them have been in bowl games, so you know you can. Grand Assault, but lost at Vanderbilt last year. They lost a home and home to Auburn in the past five, six years. I mean, yep. I know that doesn't matter for this year's and, and team. should have won that. Man, that, that was a Thursday night against Auburn. They should yeah. have won that game. Was that who was uh, a bunch of missed field goals? Yeah. So now I like Mississippi State. I'm with one. you. I just think Mississippi State's the better team. I think the defensive line's gonna. You, yep. Well, oh, are we going to matchups? I've got some match. I've got a matchup. You can this game. if it's if it's part of your individual matchups that you want to wait later. See, the idea is to get as many games into the podcast because we had somebody email us and say talk about more games. So okay, well, one, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. One of my matchups is Alphon Sports preseason magazine. We had Kansas State as the number one offensive line in the Big Twelve versus the Mississippi State defensive line, which oh, we had number three. That's in the raw SEC. sexual heat right there. So a lot of big bodies. Oh, so many big bodies, just just beating and grinding all over each other. That that is really good individual game within the game. I yeah. love that. I love that. Uh, all right, my favorite Big Ten game of the week, and this is, again, finagling here to get the categories to, to fit my narrative. Are there some Hakai Warriors? There are some Hakai Warriors I showed that to, at home. I showed that video to Lane the other day. four points against undefeated Iowa State slash winless Iowa State. Yeah, what's with this Matt Campbell hype? The guy hasn't won a game yet this he year. He Just come on. Yeah, but he hasn't, he's no, he's not, he's, hasn't been beaten. Hasn't won. Tough place to be. <laughs> um, but Iowa State, the si- battle for the Cyhawk no Trophy. I have no idea in this game. Iowa State getting points. I like the clones. I like the clones. Kyle Kemp versus Nate Stanley. Iowa State's like won the, two of three. I like the clones. In, in Iowa City. They've won two of the last three in Iowa City. They lost their last game, but they won two before that, two prior to that. Iowa's defense last week held Northern Illinois mm. to 3.4 yards per play. That's the fewest for Northern Illinois since 2015. That's a good, that's a good FBS, FBS team, yeah. Northern FCS, Illinois? sorry. Northern Illinois in the match. Thinking Northern Iowa. My bad. Northern, Nathan, I just got off, Iowa on the brain. The offense struggled. I Nathan love Stanley Iowa. was not very good. Favorite state in the union. The defense was very good. I don't know what to think. I'm just not picking this. Stanley one. was 11 of 23 passing last week. Yeah, for 108 yards. The old uh, yards per attempt, not very good there. Uh, Torin Young only had eight carries in that game last week. I like the clones. If if plus I had gunned to the head, I'd go the clones. Clones plus the points. Yeah, when, when you're getting points, 
And this kind of game, this game, anything. This could be 63-58 in overtime, or it could be 6-4. to four. Much more likely to be 6-4. We've to literally four. seen everything in this game, and it's so good. I love this game so much. So, What's it on? State of Iowa. Schedule? State of Iowa, I love you. Fox, and it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Ooh, that's a good time. So they, they normally this is like an 11 a.m. kick. So you can watch the up. end of the – Bumped up. Yeah. I'll be home. This will be good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, so that's my Big Ten game Mine too. of the week. Okay, let's go. We're matched there. Big Pac-12 game of the week. So I picked USC Stanford, but I didn't know we were already going to talk about it. So Michigan State at Arizona State. Late, late, late kickoff. Have you seen this stat? 10.45 p.m. Eastern time kickoff for Michigan State. Those guys need to be in bed. Here what is are they doing? Credit Doug Haller from The Athletic. He has a story about this. Arizona State, listen, listen. I'm, what, what do you mean? I don't not listen. It's a podcast. Listen, Arizona State is 9-0 and against Big Ten teams in regular season games at Sun Devil Stadium. All of those games are in number. September. 9-0. and It's quite a number. What's I was going to do like Michigan the, State for everybody's six. I like Herm. Herm. I spent all summer just like, why the hell would they hire that guy? The games start. <laughs> I'm jumping on board. This, Herm. This is... The market correction from Vegas on this is so out of whack. Michigan State struggles with Utah State. They give up Arizona State's rushing. athletes were all over the place. Arizona State's athletes looked so spectacular. Vegas is fooled on this one because the betters the, are overreacting. I'm Michigan overreacting. State, big. Give me the Sun Devils. Michigan State. Oh, no big. way. No way. This is overreaction. This is market correction. Vegas is is this when this, Manny Wilkins is throwing <laughs> the ball all over the place. This is a six point spread, and in the preseason, when we put the magazine together, you would have I would have laughed at you would have laughed at no. me if I came into the meeting and said when we're doing our predictions with Stephen Lassen game by game, and I go, oh, they're going to go to Arizona State and lose. You guys would have laughed at me. It's the laughed. moment in Tempe. Oh, you're not you're not allowed to have the moment. Oh, I can't have the moment. No, it's my thing. So I, I got you, trademark. You got to pay me royalties. Um, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I have not. Okay. Arizona State, 68th in the nation, according to the preseason rankings in Athlon Sports. Wait, I moved them up to Michigan 12. Michigan State, 12. After their win over UTSA, 12. I moved them up. They beat UTSA. This is market correction I have all over it. Brian Lewarke, huge day. Michigan State, LJ Scott, huge day. Did you see what Defense, Did you see solid. what Michigan State could not run the ball? I know. That's one of my matchups. Michigan State's running game against an Arizona State run defense. UTSA. It's actually one of my matches. They're nine quarterbacks because they got sacked a bunch. So they're nine quarterbacks at UTSA. Fifteen carries for twenty-three yards against that that wall of an Arizona State. Build that wall in Tempe. Wow, that's a little too close to home, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> for the people Rush of Arizona, defense. <laughs> Rush defense. Uh, you, do you want a wall that's going to stop L.J. Scott from? Did you vote for Joe Arpaio as well? Like, what's the deal down there? In I Tempe? voted for Herm. Oh my God! All right. Um, Mar- this has got Vegas market correction written all over it. Oh, I cannot wait. A great, a preseason great team struggled in week one, but got a win. A team that wasn't viewed all travel that highly. Pro- they're going to have travel problems. Team. I, I don't like the body. Distractions in the, Tempe. The body clock, I don't like on this one. you got to say that one slowly. But uh, usually the other way around. That, that I just, it's still, now college kids stay up late, so I guess it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But 11 p.m. Eastern time. God, it's late for me. I know. I don't want to watch that. I got kids that get up at six o'clock. I was no asked well, how late my game. I is. was asked to do a radio interview last night at ten o'clock. I was like, "Pack twelve after dark is hard when you have young kids." It oh, is, I know. It just is like, 
I, they're going to get up at 6 a.m. no matter what, whether I, I stay up till 2 in the morning or not. Four years. <laughs> it's really depressing, yeah. actually. Uh, so that's my Pac-12 game of the week. SEC game of the week. I mean, I picked Clemson, Texas A&M because I didn't know. Like, yeah, you got to. This is but, two but, weeks but, now in a row where you have to separate the big games from the underbelly. Okay, you go and I'll come up with one. Kentucky, Florida is the only one, really. Kentucky at Florida. And 33 years in a row? What's the number? 32 years in a row? Yeah, I don't know what the number is. More than three decades. 85, maybe? Kentucky has not won. Here's here's why I like Florida big. Florida at game. home. Kentucky could not throw the ball. That, uh, Terry Wilson and Gunnar Hoke averaged 4.7 yards per attempt, had two picks, both by Wilson, against the defense, Central Michigan's defense, that like basically had to really respect the run. So like they had to load up to stop Kentucky's run. And, and Kentucky still could not throw the ball. I don't trust this passing attack on the road. I think Florida wins big. Like I think, I think Kentucky had its chances the last couple of years in this series. Yeah. I think it's going to be several years before they have I think, a good chance. I think there was a lot of talk this summer about this is the year Kentucky breaks the streak. This is the year. And in one game, Dan Mullen now has a two-touchdown point spread. They are 14-point favorite over Kentucky. And I like Florida to cover that. I, that. I think Florida has better athletes than anybody realized. That's why we were high on yeah, Florida. Yeah, they do. The their skill guys are good. They got two Dude, good def- cornerbacks. Their defensive ends are awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, give, got, give any team in the country those two, two young cornerbacks like they had last year, sophomores this year. Four defensive ends that are awesome. And Todd Grantham's defense with a great middle linebacker. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, their defense is salty, man. I don't think Kentucky's going to do anything. Sheet? I will sign up as Yeah, well. we're signed up. We signed up and we put them in the magazine. Yeah. Unless you're Herm Edwards, in which case 68th in the preseason rankings means nothing. You like the Arizona State Sun Devils to pull an upset. Seems silly. I will have them in the playoff, our Monday podcast. Okay. Knocking off Michigan State. Uh, individual matchups for me. Uh, Pittsburgh defensive line, new, the f- healthy and fully recruited by Pat Narduzzi against Trace McSorley. Uh, I really love that quarterback matchup, too. That's one of my individual matchups. I, I had LJ Scott versus the Arizona State defensive front because I want to see what that looks like this week. That's a big you one. What's going to look like? That's a big one there. One yard at a time. And I was and I said and we just mentioned this: the Florida Gators defensive front seven against the Kentucky scrambling quarterback. Yes, I think they he will be scrambling quite a bit, and it will be dangerous. The only one I had: Michigan State versus Arizona State, Kansas State versus Mississippi State's defensive line, which I mentioned, and then the Kellen Kellen Mond against the Clemson ferocious defensive line. All right, do you want to go rapid fire here? Okay. Uh, UCLA at Oklahoma. Any reason for optimism? 1 p.m. kick there for UCLA I would at like all. to see the, if Wilton Spate can play. I think he's day-to-day with a back injury. I mean, this is not... These a, are all under the Bradar games, yes, basically. This is, this is, where have we come when UCLA and Oklahoma's under the Bradar? That should be well above the Bradar. I don't know what the point spread is, but... That should be well above the Bradar. Um, just in, if both pro, if it, UCLA it, is right. 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 But I'd like to see, you know... he. 30-point spread. Holy moly. Chip Kelly picked Wilton Spate. I would have liked to see the UCLA offense with Wilton Spate. You know. Agreed. Uh, so, you, you know, I, I don't think Oklahoma's defense isn't that good that if, like, UCLA has a healthy quarterback and they're doing what they want to do, they can move the ball. I don't think they'll come close to winning. Battle for the Iron Skillet Friday evening. TCU ranked on the road. Battling for that skillet. At SMU, 22-point favorite. I like TCU to win big and cover. SMU was one of the most disappointing okay. teams in week one. Yeah, we talked agreed. about it on Monday. They got pounded. Uh, three, four. I'm going to go four under the radar sneaky specials that okay. you've got to tune in for. Georgia Tech, South Florida, noon. Blake Barnett did a nice job in his first game in South Florida. That's a good game right there. Virginia, Indiana, just set your watch. five Over under five-hour game time. 
Virginia, Bryce Perkins, Revenge Indiana. Factor. Indiana won in Charlottesville yep. last year. That one's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be over by midnight, maybe. Maybe. Good game. Lots uh, of that, points. That, 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 that game defines under the radar. Exactly. It's the definition. Bryce Perkins is going to go crazy. Start you love Bryce fans. Perkins. I do. I love him. He's a good player. Um, you know where he started his career? Arizona State. Arizona State, I know. He couldn't beat out Manny Wilkins. Because um, Manny Wilkins is awesome. <laughs> Colorado at Nebraska. We don't know anything about Adrian Martinez. We don't know anything about Nebraska's defense. We know that Colorado can score. Do you expect this one to be high scoring? Yes. Or do you think it could be Because I, I think both direction? teams have good offenses. We, we don't know. What do we know? Did, this, did anyone pick this guy up in fantasy? Scott I should have checked. Mavisca Chenault had Yes, 11. he was added very quickly. I, yeah. Yes. I tried to add a few guys. I was not fast enough. I picked up. Uh, I tried to get uh, more. I, yeah, I, I put in a waiver claim for more, too. Yeah. I didn't get him. I got Nick Brossett. Uh, I got KJ Costello off the waiver wire. Uh, who else did I get? I added one more. Um, a receiver you for. Cleo Tate? I'll trade you Cleo receiver, Tate. Receiver for Syracuse. I got I've been waiting six years to play fantasy football again. I, I get the number one pick, and he sucks. One game. It's one game. Come on, Kevin. Sullivan. Now they got to play at. Now they got to. got to battle at Oliver, which yeah. is also under the radar. Uh, Trevon McMillan in his first game at Colorado, Very 100 yards. So they got and Stephen Montez. We know he's a good player. I I think this is a high scoring game. Okay, I'm on board with that. And then I think one of my favorite games. This is the under the radar game of the week. The under the radar game of the week. We did not need that. Fresno State at Baker Mayfield Jr. Zach Anikstad and the Minnesota. Did you see that Zach Anikstad got a call from yes. Baker Mayfield before the game? I wasn't just making it up. It's the Baker Mayfield of the Big Ten. He's he's Zach Anikstad, and he's here to stay. And he's going to play Fresno State this weekend. It's a good game. He's going to transfer. He's going to be the quarterback somewhere else in two years. So you're saying P.J. Fleck <laughs> yeah. is going to underutilize him, and when he gets hurt, he's going to transfer to Illinois. And then no, it's going to transfer outside Nebraska. No, no, he has to transfer in the league okay. to the big program. Oh yeah, okay. He has to gotcha. go to Nebraska, and then Nebraska will abuse Minnesota for years to come because Zach Anastad transferred. Right, because they're Nebraska. Well, and they've got in Oklahoma. Okay, what game are we talking about abusive. here? Oh yeah, um, this is a two and a half point line. This is a great football game. It, it is. It is good. Fresno um, State undefeated. Minnesota, Minnesota got to a real slow start last week, and then they just poured it on. I, I thought I've he, got Rodney Smith on my He's got team. some moxie. The kid's got – you don't win a job as a true freshman walk-on without some moxie. No. Also helps that they have no other players, scholarship players who have thrown a pass. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Kentucky doesn't have that. They could have had Zach Anik's dad. They could have. They didn't. Interesting why he's still a walk-on. I read this. Because it's like, well, put the guy on scholarship. Well, P.J. Fleck explained it. They used their 25 already. You can't. Okay, he's got. He's got no more extra. Like if he, if they signed right. twenty three guys and they had right. extra scholarships, they could put him on scholarship. But he already used his twenty five for this coming class, so he has to wait until next year. So it's not like he's just being a jerk. Um, any interest in Arkansas at Colorado State? I'm interested if Colorado State can stop anyone. They, they're off. Their defense has been horrible. Cole Kelly had a big game for Arkansas against. Well, nobody. Ty Story. Kelly got hurt. Sorry, Ty, uh, Ty Story came in and, and, and played better actually. I, I, I thought I saw Cole Kelly's no- I mean, his I numbers were okay, Kelly. but Story played better and came in. Kelly got hurt. I just like tall people. You do. I'm a tallest. Um, Nevada I, at Vanderbilt. Uh, interesting one there. J- Jason Tarver, the new D.C., did a pretty good job on MTSU. Nevada scored 70, so that's interesting there. Kyle Shermer. Good little um, subplot here. This guy, McLean Mannix, who's – I'm sure you saw Friday Night Lights, the movie. Uh, maybe. Okay, you know. I don't think I have, actually. You haven't seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Uh-uh. Let's get, he's from West Texas. Is that Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, his dad was on the team in that movie, but whatever. 
committed to Vanderbilt for a long time from West Texas, under-recruited kid, two days before signing day, signs commits to Nevada. <gasps> he had a big freshman year, yes. three touchdowns last week. Yes. So he's coming in to play the team he and was Derek Mason's to. going at his knees. No, one of his players, not Derek. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that'd be no, so, no, it's, kind of, it's a weird game, you know, Nevada. Um, I got a few. Cal, BYU. BYU. I, if BYU wins this Good game, win. I mean, the, maybe maybe the, change, in the Pac-12. change of coordinators is is good move. I mean, and Arizona, Cal's offense was awful, by the way. You, yes, they won, but their yes. offense was awful. And, and, and Arizona plays at Houston, which means Arizona could go 0-2 against non-Power 5 teams. Totally different conversation about BYU and Arizona after that one game. They have got to play Ed Oliver. That one's at noon in in Houston. Khalil Tate on the road against Ed Oliver. That's my individual mat. My last individual matchup. Here's Khalil Tate against best best Ed power Oliver. five best G five game out there this week. Memphis at Navy. Yeah, big CUSA uh, AAC West game. Navy goes out and gets pounded at Hawaii. Yeah, that was bad. Big trip home. Memphis played. Memphis beat them last year. Actually, did some good things against them defensively. Held Navy to like three hundred thirty yards. I think I think Memphis with Brady White, you know where he began his career? Oregon. Arizona State. <laughs> Another guy who couldn't get it done at Arizona Brady State. Brady Hoke. No. Brady White. Brady James. No. Brady Leaf. There we go. There's okay. an Oregon quarterback. I knew I'd get one. So, uh, <laughs> Memphis, good offense, obviously. So, uh, interesting. A game with huge division ramifications in the AAC West. Oh, so many under-the-radars this weekend. I just like the under-the-radar weekends because they're – it, it always means that you you don't know what game you're going to end up watching, and you end up watching something special. Hangover in effect. Maryland at Bowling Green. Any any reason for like Maryland on the road? Weak atmosphere. That's the right. That's the right environment. Yes. The that, right, that, that's that's the, the right environs for a, for a letdown. That stadium is literally at the, at the interstate. Like you drive up through Ohio, their stadium is on the like it's like you just get off and like you can see it from the interstate. There's like a lot Green. of there's a lot of stadiums you can see from the interstate. Are there? Yeah. Name another one. I mean, there's just a lot of them. Nissan Stadium right here in Nashville. It's you can a see professional from stadium. Professional stadiums are downtown in cities, so they're going to be there. I mean, college stadiums. Can you see Bobby Dodd from the interstate? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can. Name another one. Name, name seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm Tough guy. I'm fairly positive that uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers Stadium you can see from an interstate. That's a pro stadium. doesn't count. I'm fairly positive that the Miami Hurricanes Stadium you can see from the interstate. Pro stadium doesn't count. <laughs> no, I'm just doing it on purpose. Yes. Can you um, see the Kibbe Dome from the interstate? I don't know. You can see, but you can see LSU Stadium, Tiger Stadium from the interstate for yeah, sure. Probably, it's yeah. the only thing you can see. <laughs> it's just flat everywhere, and then you see the stadium. Probably can probably see Williams Bryce. I would guess. Although maybe I'm not sure. I've been there many times. You're you just, ever been there? Uh, I've driven through there. It's I. You, I've never been to. I've like never been. I've never been there. to Space Odyssey. It's good. Never, it's never I need to go. Uh, it should be a great atmosphere. So I got Georgia. You got Georgia. I got Clemson. You got Clemson. I got Stanford. You got Stanford. Which means, of course, they'll all lose. Because when I we, hope when this we is agree. the week that I. All right. Your start, la- last but not least, zero for three picks against the spread. Three picks against the spread. Sure to go Please. right. Okay, just give me two and one. Just give me. I, I don't no, want to be zero no, and six. I can't give you anything. You I, have, I have to not suck. Okay. Yes. Don't suck. Herm. With a capital H. Oh, <laughs> I'm going the opposite on Arizona all these. State plus seven. Oh, I'm going the opposite on all these. Washington State minus 34 over San Jose State. Oh my Brent God, Brennan in, is in trouble. They Hang stink. on, i got to write these down. It's UC Davis. i got it right here. I won't forget. Oh, no, but you – yeah, write them down. And then I got Georgia in, in – in, in three. I got Georgia minus nine and a half and swagger beating the moment. Wazoo minus 34 and a half? 
34. No, no hook. 34, no hook. Okay, versus SJSU. Okay. And then you got uh, UGA minus what? Two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, really? I, I found it offshore. Where'd you get that yeah. one? Somebody gave you a it's nice the, teaser. It's in the Cumberland River, offshore. <laughs> uh, nine and a half. Oh, you did get a nice number, though. That's what I picked them uh, yesterday. Okay. And then your other one was Arizona, Arizona State. State plus seven. ASU plus seven, Michigan State. Got it. All right, we're on the tape. We're on the. I'm, I actually like. Uh, I'm. If you suck again, I'm just gonna start picking. I will hand the mantle off to you. I like Iowa State plus points. Okay. I like Michigan State laying the points. So we're going head to head on a couple okay. of those. What else? Um, that's those are the two I've settled on so far. Okay. I think Duke getting the points is on the road just because it's just such an evenly matched game. I think the three points is interesting there, uh, and I like. I'll let Minnesota land the points as well. Only two and a half. I think they're, I think, uh, yeah. I think they're just a better team than, than Fresno, even though it's a good game. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Anything else? We good? We're good. We're good. Week two. Here we come. Mitch Light. Braden Gall. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the games. Mitch Light probably will be 0-6 against the spread this, this time next week. Back Monday to recap it all. Thanks for listening. Cover 2 Podcast. Cover 2 Podcast.